When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Making Podcasts Great Again. I am your tech stuff guy, Jay Nog, and we are here, of course, with the President of the United States of America, Mr. Donald J. Trump. Mr. President, how are you in this another crazy week for you? You know, if America didn't have such a strong leader, I think we'd be in real trouble. <laughs> well, Mr. President, you are getting some awesome ratings and reviews on iTunes. People are, are, are raving about you. They love the podcast. Well, okay. I, I mean, I know you're new to the show, but you know why you sound very surprised. I'm, I'm being encouraging. Well, why do I, I mean, I'm the president of the United States. I have the number one podcast in the world. Why do I need encouragement? I think I'm doing pretty okay without, uh, what was your name? Uh, my name is Jay. All right. Well, Fred, it's, uh, you know, it's, you know, we're doing okay before Fred, right said Fred showed up. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm too encouraging for this podcast. Well, Mr. President, I just want to say you're doing great in the ratings and reviews. And I just want to say all the listeners, thank you so much and keep spreading the word. You guys are so kind and um, just keep rating reviews and we're going to go up in the rankings and um, we really appreciate it. By the way, I received personal communications. Okay. Mm -hmm. You can't see those, but I received very secure communications from high up people who listen to the show. And they told me that it was maybe the best episode we've ever done last week. And I wanted to make one correction. You know, we don't make a lot of mistakes. And this one, whoever the tech stuff guy was last week, made kind of an error. We'll forgive it. You know, he's not here anymore, but we'll forgive it. Right. Den Hollander. The man's name was, the full name was Roy Den Hollander, not just Den Hollander. Roy Den Hollander put some respect on his name. I, I mean, he's a piece of shit. Do you really want me to put respect on his name mr president you know it's with that hating attitude that men's rights <laughs> men's... yes I, I understand mr president i should definitely have a better attitude because he men's was a rights okay which is a a a very you know a very strong important cause that we should all be behind when you don't respect, when you show disrespect to sort of, you know, I would call him the John Lewis of the men's rights movement. When you don't show him proper respect, you do damage to all men, all men, okay? So he may have had unique methods that we don't approve of all the time. You know, murder-suicide is normally not a strong protest tactic. Did you call but it unique, Mr. President? Unique. It was a unique, you know, he had his own techniques. But I think men's rights, when we have a man like you, okay, right, said Fred, when you <laughs> say, 
he was a, whatever you called him, you diminishment. We need to be together on this. So I just wanted to say his name was Roy Den Hollander, not Den Hollander. He wasn't some Dutch weirdo with a name called Den Hollander. Roy Den Hollander. It's still a strange middle name, Mr. President. You will be missed. <laughs> well, I'm not going to miss him at all. Mr. President, you are having a tough time in the polls. Biden um, is on attack on you for how you're dealing with COVID. There's a new uh, campaign ad that just came out that's been getting a lot of attention. How are you going to correct this? I know you're wearing the mask now, but you haven't been wearing it all the time in public. Your numbers are going down. Biden's are going up. You don't seem nervous, but how are you going to right the ship? We had great news, by the way, that you didn't bring up. A vaccine is going to like a phase three trial, okay? So we are making great progress on a vaccine. And I'm going to tell you, we're going to bring back the economy. We're going to get a vaccine. And then everybody's going to say, Trump got us a vaccine and our economy's back. Let's vote for Trump. Sleepy Joe, you know, is, well, he's sleepy. And I think... It doesn't stand a chance. You think Americans are going to forget about the 4 million plus infected and I've already it, forgotten about them. I've already forgotten about them. I'm looking forward, not back. So I hope there's, it's called optimism. You know, when I step over those dead bodies, I'm looking forward, not backward. Well, if you go diamond, you're going to have to look backward because those are part of the millions. No, I'm not going to look back. We're going to look forward. You think on D-Day, they were looking backwards or were they looking forward to take out, you know, the Germans who, you know, made some good arguments, but overall, I think we're the bad guys. So you don't think Biden's campaign ad or any of this is swaying Americans? I think people are nervous because the fake news, the fake news is doing a real disservice. They, to me, the fake news is the bigger enemy than the virus. Do you have a nickname for the fake news besides the fake news? I know the virus has well, many, there's many nicknames. There's the failing New York Times, uh, you know, the MSDNC. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, and, and basically they're just, they're, they're all liars. And it's a disgrace because if they were telling the truth, people would realize that the COVID is not so bad. And we're doing a great job with it, but they, you know, they want to scare people to sell advertisements. It's a, it's COVID to me, fake news is now the bigger enemy than COVID. If there was a mask that could protect us from fake news, <laughs> I would tell people to wear that. I don't think there is a mask to protect us from the news, Mr. President. We're going to sell Helen Keller masks. They block your eyes and your ears, and it protects you from fake news. Mr. President, I know Florida is a, uh, is a second home to you. Mar-a-Lago was there. You golf there a lot. And now you are Epstein down. Epstein parties. Don't forget Epstein parties. My apologies. Epstein parties. Biden's I think, by the way, not to, that, that, that we have to get into this now, sure. but somebody had suggested on a very strong live episode that we did, not you and I, but whoever the tech stuff guy was then, mm -hmm. August 10th, that we have some sort of memorial podcast 
celebrate, you know, celebration of life, uh, happy meals. You know, we, we have happy meals to, to honor the, the late Jeff Epstein. So do you want to deliver the happy meals? Or you just want to eat the happy meals yourself. I'm confused about the whole happy meals. I think, you know, happy meals are happier when they're shared. I think I could sell that as a campaign slogan to <laughs> McDonald's. You know, you don't, it's, there's nothing happy about eating a happy meal by yourself. But if, as, if I learned anything from, from Jeff Epstein, you know, nothing happier than, than, you know, having a happy meal with 14 of your favorite, you know, 13-year-old friends. A lot of... Everybody lot of gets a toy. Everybody gets a toy. Uh, you know, French fries. Okay. This was, by the way, before they started putting fruit in mm -hmm. Happy Meals. This is when you could get, you know, a nice hamburger, cheeseburger, McNuggets, fries, toy type meal. Not now. They put apple slices and, you know, milk. I don't know. Yeah, milk. Right. Uh, let me have my cheeseburger and milk. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're kosher, you can't have that. Well, you know, then Ivanka, I guess, is. You know, I got to respect, you know, she had her fingers crossed when she converted, but we try to respect it. Mr. President, like I said before, Florida, Biden is currently beating you in the polls in Florida. And I don't know if you know this, uh, this historical fact, but without Florida, no Republican candidate Republican has won the election. Won the election. <laughs> I don't know if you know this fact, fact but no Republican Not one. Has, has, has ever, ever won, won the election since 1924. 1924. Not since 1924 that a Republican has won without Florida. That's, no, I, I obviously do know that. So you knew that. Well, that's why I, you were like following me. I was saying the fact and then you were... You know, I was like, is there an echo here? Because I'm saying 1924, and then the tech stuff guy is coming in, you know. I'm sorry. Like I'm one of these so Christmas carols. Do you hear what I hear? Do you hear what I We're harmonizing. Well, kind of. I mean, not, not as good as I could do with somebody else, but, you know. So you, this doesn't make you nervous that you are down in Florida, and Florida is like your state. What's up with that? Florida is right now going through a tough thing. Okay. They have a few cases and the media is making a very big deal of it. And you know, it's, it's making, I can't blame people for being nervous. That's what the fake news wants them to be. Wants them to be nervous. Did you but say a few cases? They have a few cases. I'm, I'm acknowledging, I'm saying there are cases. I'm not saying there are no cases, but there are cases and the fake news is making it sound, oh, there's so many cases. There's not so many cases. And we've protected our old people, especially our old wealthy white people. And they're safe. And they're the ones most in jeopardy of, of dying. And we're protecting them. Okay. But it's not as bad. And once we get through this and people realize it was the fake news media lying to them and making things seem worse, they'll come running back to me. Well, Florida is one of the states that reopened without regulations, and they were one of the big spiking states. It's called freedom. But it came with, with consequences, with people getting sick and dying. Have you ever heard of the phrase, freedom isn't free? Uh, I, I have heard of that. Well, but no, freedom, freedom isn't free.
but you can control this. I think the freedom isn't free part doesn't really go with the pandemic. No, it does because, you know, you get to be free and maybe Nana doesn't get to live. And there's a, there's a sort of price, you know, no, no, you know, freedom sometimes costs a lot. It sounds like really you're sacrificing someone for your freedom. Well, let me tell you something. I believe in freedom so much. Uh, It's part of who I am. I'll sacrifice as many lives as it takes for me to have freedom. So you're telling me it doesn't matter how many Americans die, as long as you are free, that's the most important. We have to have a country, and our country is based on freedom and liberty and porn. And if we can't have those three things, we don't have a country. So why is it's not even worth living in if we become, you know, communist China? So it's where our our country lives on freedom, liberty, and porn. Is that is that part of your campaign? F L P. Okay. But Mr. President, Florida, you're saying that everything is being taken care of, but they yesterday had to cancel a Florida Marlins game because I think the total was 16 people uh, were infected by COVID. I think nine Florida Marlins players. Uh, what did you, they all have sex with Derek Jeter? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think uh, they Let were Let me tell you, he used, to, he used to live in a Trump building, okay? And I just got to say, the only thing coming into that apartment more than groupies were, you know, pharmaceutical creams. Are you alleging that Derek Jeter cheated or took some sort of substance to help him in the game of baseball? No, I'm suggesting he had a ton of STDs. Okay. Totally so, different thing. Totally different. But usually the class I, act class act on the field, handing out herpes and memorabilia bags <laughs> off the field. Herpes and always paid always paid his always paid his maintenance on time though. I respect it. Because he's half a black, so I thought he might be working on, you know, doing things late or stealing cable. He's not stealing cable. He's a well, multimillionaire. No, excuse me. I'm telling you, he didn't steal. He, excuse me. Did he live in one of your buildings? I don't have a building. There you go. Exactly. So he lived in one of the Trump buildings. Okay. And I'm telling you, he didn't steal cable. I already told you that. You don't get nervous for baseball. I, I mean, basketball, everybody's in the bubble, I know. But baseball, all these teams are traveling. You don't think the the season's going to be canceled in a few weeks when just there's a COVID outbreak in the Major League Baseball? It's tough, okay, because the Marlins are barely a baseball team. They're sort of a disgrace. I think that where we're going with baseball is we're going to have to fight through it. We're going to have to, you know, once again, freedom isn't free. And, you know, if, if, if some players have to, you know, get sick – for our freedoms, I think it's okay. So big freedom theme tonight, if everything is for freedom. So anything can happen as long as the, the end game I'm is saying freedom. That it, well, I think I'm saying that because before I got on the podcast, big game Mike Pence was dancing to George Michael's freedom like he had it on repeat. <laughs> okay. And I think it got stuck in my head. <laughs> well, 
Mr. President, baseball is back right now. I don't know how long it's going to be back for. And that, of course, brings us to our sponsor this week, which is betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. They are are our ride or die sponsor. They are. And sports are back. And basketball is coming back. We have baseball back. Hockey's coming back. So it's your chance to bet on all these sports with your exclusive wagering partner, betonline.ag. Major League Baseball is here, and everything is going to be in the full swing soon. So there's no shortage of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. And as sports returns, BetOnline has some extras. BetOnline sat down with Eddie George from the NFL, Robert Horry, seven-time NBA champ, and Harold Reynolds from Major League Baseball to get their opinions on what it would be like playing without fans. There are no fans in any of these games, and they're calling this Fandemic. Now, check that out. You can hear these players give um, you know their two cents on how they feel about everything that's going on. Um, so the Fandemic. And visit betonline.ag today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. Also, there is table games, poker, blackjack. BetOnline.ag has everything. So BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Now, Mr. President, as we continue to talk about sports, you canceled um, your throwing out the pitch at Yankee Stadium. You canceled that day. Can you tell us why exactly you canceled it? It was canceled because we scheduled some very strong meetings on COVID for that day. And obviously that is more important than throwing out a first pitch. And obviously people want to see me throw that pitch because I tell you, I can throw, I, I can really, I mean, it's people, people are going to be shocked when I just sort of release the heat. Well, I saw, on the White House lawn when you had the, the Little League players over, you threw the ball very nicely, but you were a little shaky on catching the ball. There's a picture of you, and you were very unsure of catching the ball, and you were catching it like a, like a basket, like Willie Mays Hayes. That's like you got to catch the ball like this. Well, here's the thing. Okay, so you're being a wise guy. Uh, <laughs> as somebody who has raised two children, okay, I think I know about it, dealing How with How many kids. children do you have? Two. Okay. And when you play catch with a kid, you want to make him feel like he's very strong. So when he throws you the ball, you go, whoa, oh, hey. And you, you sort of go, oh, that was, that was tough. And it makes the kids feel good. And That's very nice of you, Mr. President. The media, well, you know, I did it because the one kid sing, was a sing, like he had a single mom and she had quite the rack. <laughs> and so you didn't even do it for the child? What child? I, I caught, the mother, okay, was a blonde. She told me, you know, when I was meeting them, she, she was, the, the, the kids said, yeah, my, my sir, called me sir, said that his, you know, his father had passed away a few years ago. And I looked, I said, well, where's your mom? I went, and he pointed to her and I said, that's your mom? And I mean, this woman 
stunning. And I, I like, you know, I didn't ask her. It would have been rude to ask if the breasts were fake. So yes, I did probably. Like, so I did sort of a you know a handshake, but I I bumped the breast with the back <laughs> of my hand. And they were real. I could tell they were real. <laughs> you could tell a real breast by the back of your hand nudge. That is some talent. I mean, do we have to get into all the, you know, maybe everything I've I've run through in my <laughs> prolific career? I like how you <laughs> called it running through. <laughs> Not women who you've bedded or lovers you've had in the past, people you've run through. I mean, that's a it's a way to put it, Mr. President. Well, and, you know, so I went to have a catch with her son and, you know, made him feel better because there's an old Trump family saying. What is this saying? The way to a single mother's private part is through her heart by making her think you give a shit about her kid. It's <laughs> a very long saying. <laughs> but is it not? It is, it is so true. It's such a, it's so true. So that, you know, that woman uh, and I, uh, you know, let me ask you a question. Would you look, if you could get some A plus woman, you know, in bed mm -hmm. and you weren't, you know, you're a married man, I assume. I am. Okay. Well, some of us that doesn't matter, but you seem like a guy that that matters to. Uh, would you not look like a clown a little bit? Like, oh, look, I can't catch your son's throw. He's so talented. Of course. I mean, exactly. Oh, the sense of humor is what, you know, the number one thing what usually when a woman asks for. So if she oh, sees no, no, you that being silly. No, what? it wasn't a sense of humor. I was pretending like her son had talent so that she would then say, Oh, wow. He's being nice to my son, but I wasn't pretending. I mean, I was pretending, but I was making the kid feel like he had talent, you know? So really it was to impress the mother. Right. And who knows? She might have, I mean, I'm not going to be around, but you know, he might have a baby brother out of this. <laughs> Congratulations. Well, no, in, in the eighties, they called me no pull out Don. <laughs> You have so many nicknames, Mr. President. Not a lot of talent. <laughs> but Mr. President, we're on the sports tip I mean, in right the now. 70s, yeah. they, in the 70s and 90s, they called me no consent, Don, so that was a little more strong, a little stronger back then. But the 80s, everybody was doing, you know, that you didn't have to worry. Everybody was on coke, and so it was not me, not me. That's how I was able to pick out my strong targets. So you went from no consent, Don, to no pullout, Don? And then back to no consent, Don. <laughs> uh, you, you, you took the old nickname back. Right. I said, you know, I said, don't call it a comeback. <laughs> but that is technically come on your back. <laughs> Bars? A little bit. A little bit. Now, Mr. President, you played... Apologies, of course. Fake apologies to all the people who will hear that and go, it was a little nasty this week. You know what? Nasty was me and that single mom. <laughs> Wasn't nasty one of your nicknames too? <laughs> well, she kept saying it turns out she was a she was a Trump supporter. 
and she kept saying in bed, well, it wasn't in bed. Okay, she kept saying on the resolute desk, call me nasty, call me a nasty woman, you know, because that's sort of my thing. So I called her a nasty woman. And it turns out she was a nasty woman. Uh, apparently. Now, Mr. President, you not throwing out but the her, first. But her, but her yes. son was her son was legitimately terrible at baseball. <laughs> he had to end with that. Yeah. Well, no, I ended. I told her that as she was leaving, as she was wiping up. I told her that because you know you don't want somebody thinking. What did you exactly say? I said, "Well, you're gonna have to get out. I'm calling Secret Service. You're gonna have to get out of here. Here's a here's a monogrammed White House napkin to clean yourself up with, and uh, your son sucks at baseball." <laughs> Cause that's like the big reveal, you know, at the end, that's how you feel good at the end where you feel like she feels like she made a connection. And then it's almost like a prank show where at the end you go, no, just kidding. I hate your son. And I don't like you too much. Get out of here before melatonin sees you. Oh, that's, that's horrible, Mr. President. But you did play. Golf. I know I, she yeah. should have left on her own accord. She made me ask her to leave. Oh, so she was hanging around and you had to kind of push her out. Well, I mean, isn't the rule like, you know, 30 seconds after the deed is done, you should be on your way. Isn't I thought that was sort of the normal court courting. They call it courting. I don't know if that is the normal time, to be honest with you, 30 seconds. Well, the point is another satisfied Trump customer. <laughs> and you did play golf with uh, NFL pro bowler. Brett Favre. Hall of Famer, I think. Hall of Famer, Pro Bowler. Did he win the – he never won a Super Bowl, did he with – He did win a Super Bowl. He did. He won two, correct? He won one. That was Elway who won two. So he won one Super Bowl with the Packers. Horse you, face Elway. <laughs> be nice to John Elway. Does he not look like a horse? He resembles a Bronco a little bit, and that's why he is the GM of the Denver Broncos. So it's it's a match made in heaven. How was golf with <laughs> with Brett Favre? Well, I beat him. I beat him pretty pretty strongly, but it was uh, it was a fun time because everybody was giving him grief. He he had I, I wanted to golf with him because I was a little not too happy with him. Why? Because, well, a few weeks ago he called Colin Kaepernick a hero. And, you know, Brett Favre is from Mississippi. I think, it's, I think it's Favre. I don't think you pronounce Favre, but. Well, it's it, technically it's Favre, F-A-V-R-E. Okay. So I was talking to, to, to you know, Brett, Brett, Brett Favre, and I told him I didn't like that you called Colin Kaepernick, who's a traitor to the country, a hero. And I thought, if anybody, you're a guy from Mississippi. It's the last place I would expect people to call Colin Kaepernick a hero. And so I wanted to golf and just, you know, pick his brain and find out why he betrayed white people so, so strongly. And he explained to me that he has some concussions from his playing days. And, you know, he wasn't in his right mind. So I accepted that, you know, it's a tough, he played it when it was a tough sport when you could really kill the quarterback. So I respect that. And uh, I'm hoping that in a few days he'll, he'll come out publicly and, and take back the statement about Kaepernick. 
Well, Brett Favre, he did have some scandals, which um, you are infamous for some scandals too. He, when he played for the Jets, he was accused of sending uh, dick pics to, I think it was a cheerleader or uh, one of the reporters there. Uh, did you guys happen to talk about that? Well, I was impressed. I told him he had a huge hog. <laughs> it's very complimentary of you, Mr. President. How did he size up to you? We're both, we're both doing okay. Okay. Well, that, that's both, good news. You know, no problem down there. Well, that's nice that uh, you had a good golf game with Brett Favre, and you had a very Favre. <clears throat> Favre. You had a an interview at the White House. I didn't know you were going to be in the press for this interview, and a very interesting interview that you took with uh, his name is El Presidente of Barstool Sports, uh, very controversial website. His name is Dave Portnoy. Why would you let him interview you? Because he, he's not a journalist. He is known for being a chauvinist. He's known for saying uh, many racist remarks before. He's very unapologetic. He is very egotistical. He talks nasty to a lot of people. Why would you okay, have... Okay, so where, what are the negatives? <laughs> I don't understand. No, I, I'm, 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 excuse me. I'm asking you a genuine question. What... What, where are the problems? Because I thought I was interviewing him for a position on my staff. And as it turns out, he had some questions. And I thought, you know, at first I thought it was Mark Zuckerberg dressed as Screech from say, but like he kind of looked like the, and then I realized he was actually there to do an interview. And it was, he's a talented guy. I like he has a podcast on his network that basically is the N word spelled out. And I respect that. Uh, <laughs> I asked him if he got a Kanye pass for that. And he said, no. And I respected it that he, he did it even without a Kanye pass. Uh, but he's a talented guy. He's got great ideas. I, th I like the fact that he, you know, he speaks his mind. He's, he's a very talented sort of entre, you know, on, 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 entrepreneur. Well, he's a talented entrepreneur, um, you know, an entrepreneur. Ant entrepreneur. That's what, excuse me, that's what I said, entrepreneur. No, not uh, manure. Uh, I didn't, nobody, uh, excuse me, nobody said manure. I know it, nobody said that. Entrepreneur. Okay. You did say this manure just now. It's entrepreneur. That is what I said. Excuse me. Okay. Excuse me. If you win in excuse 20. Excuse me. Yes. Excuse me. I didn't say anything. Excuse me. Okay. That's what I said. <laughs> if you win in 2020, is there a job or position for El Presidente? And would you call him Dave Portnoy or would you call him El Presidente? I would call him El Portnoy Adente. <laughs> you know, Portnoy Adente. And what I would say is press secretary potentially. You know what? He wouldn't be a bad press press secretary because he really knows how to bullshit that guy. So he's no I mean, nobody's ever gonna pass Big Huck, but I think I think he could be my second best press secretary. I think uh I think that could be a possible job for him. And um well good luck to that and the interview went well. What interview? <laughs> With El Presidente Dave Portnoy with the you 
You sat down, I think. I mean, I saw on Twitter there was about. Who is that? Dave Portnoy from Barstool Sports. What's that? We were just talking about it, Mr. President. The single mother? We can move on. That's fine. Uh, we can move on from uh, El Presidente. Strong um, cognitive. Very strong cognitive. Do you remember? I just, I, I know the listeners now, not everyone listened to the bonus episode, but do you remember the words I, I gave you to remember for the cognitive test last week? Dog, palm pilot, lawnmower, video game. Apple. It was a dog, cat, stapler, computer. Uh, it was close, Mr. President. Very close. And Mr. President, some great news I want to share with all the listeners. If you are in the tri-state area, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Long Island, August 31st, 7.30 p.m., we will be at the Stress Factory in New Jersey doing a live podcast. We have a special guest opening up for us. Um, live podcast there. Um, some special treats planned. It's going to be a great time. Tickets will be on sale this week. We will tweet it out. But check it out. That's August 31st, 7.30 at the Stress Factory in New Jersey. Also coming up this week on Patreon, patreon.com slash mpga. If you're an Ivanka member and up, you will receive an episode of Rotten Oranges. And if you are a Perfect 10 member, you'll receive the Rotten Oranges and also your own private video from President Trump. Um, so join the Patreon, patreon.com slash mpga. Also, we have the live Zoom episode every month for the Perfect 10 members. We have bonus episode every month. So join up. That's patreon.com slash mpga. Mr. President. There is breaking news on Twitter. What's I know happening? They are reporting. This is a disgraceful story that the Yankees never invited me to pitch. Uh-oh. Who's lying here, Mr. President? Because you did, you did put it out there a few days ago, and no one said anything. Now, if someone put a lie out about me, I would correct them right away. I wouldn't let that lie linger. So I, I believe you, Mr. President. To be honest with you, I believe you because when you tweeted it, they should have called you out right then and there, and they didn't. So, exactly. Well, that's exactly because when the president, the most powerful person in the world, tweets something, if you don't contradict him, it means that it's right. So I'm going to start tweeting a lot of things and seeing if people don't contradict me. Well, that, that's not what I was saying, Mr. President. What I was saying is that you said you were going to <clears throat> pitch at Yankee Stadium. Once you tweeted that, the Yankees should have responded, you're not pitching here at Yankee Stadium or put out some sort of uh, you know, um, statement. But they didn't do anything until you said you were canceling. So it seems like they want to be the person to cancel you instead of you canceling them. Cancel culture. It's cancel culture. Unbelievable. Well, I'm canceling them. I'm, you know what? Let's, let's go with this. I think baseball is just about to maybe get canceled. With COVID, it might. Well, with Trump, it might. <laughs> well, I guess we have you to thank for canceling baseball if it does happen. We'll send in some uh, 
rice and beans to some of the players laced with COVID and they'll all have to quit. Why are you sending them rice and beans, Mr. President? Well, because the best players like rice and beans or plantains. We'll send some, some plant, you know, plantains. They're like bananas almost. Uh, kind of, but they're not, but they're close. Mr. President, I know this is going to upset they're you. They're like bananas. They are, they are like bananas. They look like bananas, but they're plantains. They're not bananas. Have you ever tried to take a bite out of a plantain and a bite out of a banana? It's very different. No, but I once attended a party that we called Requiem for a Dream theme, and I saw a few women take plantains. Well, that's an interesting party. Jeff Epstein knew how to throw a party. Rest in power. <laughs> Excuse me. You don't get to say you didn't know him. You don't get to say that. I thought you didn't know him either. Who? Exactly. You did you know Jeff Epstein? Not I've heard of the man. So you admire him, but you've never like hung out no, with I him. No, I think no, no, I don't admire I I don't know enough about him to admire him. But you just said it earlier in the podcast, we are going to celebrate the anniversary of his death on August 10th. A lot of people died on August 10th, and the name Jeff is not exactly the most rare name. If you look up how many people named Jeff have died on August 10th, I think you'll find a lot of people. So you're saying we're not, it might be, it's just going to be Jeff's that we are going to celebrate on August 10th? Well, we'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens. We have a lot of things to plan for August 10th, but, uh, you know, there'll be a proper memorial for somebody probably named Jeff. Who you don't know. Not well, not well. Okay. Now, Mr. President, I don't want to get you upset, but it is in the news. Ronald Reagan, former president, Republican, the Reagan Foundation wants no association with you. How do you, how do you feel about that? That would, that would really hurt my feelings. Well, I think it's because I'm such a strong Christian and Ron Reagan's son. Have you heard this guy in the videos? He does these atheist videos, commercials, where he says, Ron Reagan, not afraid of burning in hell. And it's very like annoying atheist talk. And I think when they see what a strong Christian I am, he probably got very upset. You know, Nancy Reagan, who was known for great oral in Hollywood. That's a fact. Is, is uh, that a, where, where is that research? That is in actual books. Okay. We're not going to break character, but I'm actually telling you that I know exactly that for a fact. From okay. Books. I believe you. I believe she you. She had a tremendous reputation in Hollywood, not for her acting, but for, you know, her anyway, skills. anyway, she's not around. Ronald Reagan's not around. They would have loved me. They would have respected me so much. But, you know, I think they're upset because for a long time, people treated Ronald Reagan like he was the greatest Republican since Lincoln. And now that I'm here and I'm better than Lincoln, which means I'm obviously much better than Ronald Reagan, they're probably upset. They don't want anything to do with me because, you know, the, the Ronald Reagan slogan right now, it used to be tear down that wall, you know, to Gorbachev, the guy with the birthmark. Right. He used to say, tear down this wall and Ronald Reagan. He had, a, he had great speechwriters and he had that nice voice, you know, that, well, he had that very smooth kind of. He was an actor, actor yeah. He, voice. Right. Mm -hmm. 
I'm so much better than him. It's absurd. It's, Are you it's saying a, it's jealousy? Is that why they're trying to cancel you? The Reagans hate me because they ain't me. So I figured it's because when Lincoln, Reagan, there hasn't been a great Republican since Reagan, and then you are stepping in in those shoes, and they are upset that their father or their whoever it is is going to be obsolete. I have basically made Ronald Reagan and his blowjob wife <laughs> totally irrelevant. I never heard anyone describe. Well, she said, just say no in the 80s. But in, apparently in the 50s, she said, just say yes. <laughs> I think she said something else, but I don't know if it's appropriate well, for the podcast. I don't know. Well, to be honest, her mouth was probably too full. <laughs> to say anything. <laughs> but you have, you have to understand. Sure. That's, oh. <laughs> that's disrespectful. That's Sorry. a great first lady. That's a great. And who am I to talk? Okay. You know how melatonin got here. It wasn't with a genius visa, I can tell you that. There's something I'd called a genius like see, visa. Here's what I would like to see. Here was, and this is, I think, a great thing because I'm a strong feminist. You know, not a <laughs> feminist the way the libs say it, but I love women. I love women, and therefore I'm a feminist. I would love if they could do one of these sort of video games where they can, you know, have the, they can put the old teams, you know, oh, play the 1930 Yankees versus the right. 1986 Mets. What if we developed a video game under the Trump, the Trump Corporation, and the video game was first sex with first ladies? <laughs> and then you could finally see, you know, you got Nancy Reagan. You know, maybe the finals would be Nancy Reagan versus Melatonin. See, I thought you were going somewhere else with it. I thought you were going like a Mortal Kombat Street Fighter of all no, ex-presidents fighting each other. No, wrong, wrong. That's why you're not great at branding. Uh, no, like Betty Ford was actually a nice-looking woman and had a drinking problem. So who's to say she doesn't maybe sneak into the quarterfinals? You know, Jackie O, everybody, oh, Jackie O, the great Jay, overrated. Melato I think melatonin, you'd see, like the video game would be beautiful because you'd have melatonin walk in to like the 1962 White House with JFK and then Jackie O would walk in. And then, you know, melatonin, you press some buttons. And all of a sudden, melatonin's not wearing underwear. <laughs> See, you really o thought about a, this game. Well, Jackie O has a little hat. And melatonin's wearing nothing but a hat. <laughs> and then JFK's like, get out of here, Jackie O. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you move on to the next round as he pounds melatonin on the resolute desk. You know, and then in the other bracket, maybe your friend says, oh, you know what team I want to play? I want to play team Nancy. I'm going to be Nancy Reagan, and I'm going to see if I can use her special powers, her finishing move, okay? You know, the, Holly, the, Hollywood, uh, the Hollywood Hoover. And, you know, yeah, it's a, great, it's, a great, it's a great game. We're developing it right now. And maybe you have some of these other, other – the, the, the old-time ones, you can kind of make hot. You don't know what they look like. Who knows what Thomas Jeff? Well, Thomas Jefferson, you know, he might have like an extra sort of, you know, you know what, uh, in the game. But you know, you don't. Who knew what? Uh, I don't know. Andrew Jackson's wife looked like probably very ugly. But maybe you can make them a little hotter since we don't really know what they looked like. And I think it would be a beautiful game. And you know, but I think you know, you call it melatonin versus nancy 
you know, like alien versus predator. So the two main characters and then all the other first wives are just, um, you know, role playing characters. There you go. Awesome. That's a great idea. I can't wait to get it for PS4. Now, Mr. Actually, President, it's going to come out. It's going to come out on PS 69. <laughs> can't wait to see that system. Now, Mr. President, uh, there used to be the G- G8, and then Russia was was kicked out, and now it's the G7, and Germany has rejected your bid to bring Russia back in. What is this all about? Did Vlad say something to you? Is he trying to be like, hey, you know, like when you were younger in school and you're like, I like that girl. Can you talk that girl for me and get me in and, you know, and we can go out? Like, are you talking to the summit for Russia? Why doesn't this Vlad do it himself? What kind of cuck were you in high school? I didn't have not high school, talk. like 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 elementary, middle school. You know, you had a crush on a girl, and you're in the fifth, sixth grade, and you'd have your friend go over and say, "Oh, that person likes you," and then that you never did things like that, Mr. President, when you were younger. No, I was not a coward, and women, <laughs> the girls came up to me. There was no, there was no, do this, well, do no, no. That's you're that's lucky. Very you had weak. a better better childhood than me. Very weak, very weak. <laughs> okay. I don't respect that. No, I think Vlad Putin is one of our great leaders, a great guy, strong, and we need him in the G8. We need to make it the G8, okay? And because he's, he's you know, he runs one of the great countries, and we need him back in there strongly. But why are you trying to help him when he admitted to putting bounties on American soldiers' heads? Why would you help a man like that? He didn't put bounties. That's fake news. And I would help him because he's a strong leader. And I think I have great trust in him. We get along very strongly. Okay. Well, I don't know. It just seems uh, you were saying, you know, cuck and this and that. You don't think it looks a little that you're going to fight a battle for Vlad? Vlad's not a big enough man to do it himself. He needs Mr. President Trump to do it for him. I'm doing what a friend does for a a great friend. Vlad Putin, if I tell him about this episode, Vlad Putin, Vlad Putin will have your family murdered and poison you. (laughs) I'm not not afraid of, of Vlad Putin not being tough enough. Okay. You know, if anything, you should be thanking me for not sharing the episode with Vlad. Oh, no, I thank you. He's, he's very tough. But, you know, sometimes friends do. Fa- you know, when I was in Russia, he would do favors for me. And I'm only repaying the favor as a friend. All right. Well, that makes sense. It's a friendly favor. Mr. President, this. There are so many dead hookers in Russia. <laughs> thanks to my great friend, Vlad. And you're, you're giving me grief about, you know, asking because, I, you know, it's like a country club. I'm in the G7. He wants to be in the G7. He's not a black. He's not a Jew. So he's welcome in any country club that I like. Okay. Well, I guess from, from that way of thinking, it makes sense. I have no problem with Chicago's or Kushner's. I'm just saying, you know, country clubs are very, right, exclusive. You know, very old school, you know, Exclusive they, and they have their nose up. I hear you. You know, they don't mind if African-Americans are the waiters. That's, that's sort of inclusive, but you know, membership, not so much. And then 
your people, I believe you're a Kushner, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yes, I am Jewish, yes. You know, they have problems with country clubs as well. So I would, you know, Mar-a-Lago, by the way, we let in everybody. Well, I don't get a lot of credit for that. But I think do that's... Let, do you let trans people in? Well, they have to pay an additional fee, but yeah, <laughs> no, sure. Okay. Mr. President, when I heard this today in an interview, it, it made me upset. Um, great civil rights activist, Congressman John Lewis, recently passed away. And a reporter asked you if you were going to the funeral or you were paying respects at the Capitol. And you said no to each. Can you please explain why? A civil rights person once said, until everyone is free, no one is free. Have you, you've heard this, right? Okay, yes. It's, it's a nice, I think it's a nice saying. We're free, though. No, no, excuse me. John Lewis did some strong things. There's no denying that, okay? He, he fought very hard. I mean, he was a nasty old man who disrespected me, but in his younger years, he did, he, he did strong things. I think, I think that's fair to say. He did very strong things. Mm -hmm. But until the country can honor Roy Den Hollander <laughs> and Jeff Epstein. Why would you want them honoring guys you don't even know? I mean, you just told me that Jeff Epstein seems like a good guy, but you don't even know him. Why are we going to honor him? It's about what they stood for. And I said this on last week's, which many people called the greatest episode in the history of the show. You weren't here for it, obviously, because we're not having the greatest show right now. <laughs> and other than the video games, which I think we're actually going to try and sell, I am telling you, he fought, John Lewis fought for civil rights, but that's one part of the rights conversation. To say that that's more important than men's rights, which RDH, we call them RDH, he fought for men's rights. And then, as I said last week, maybe you weren't listening, Jeff Epstein fought for minority rights. Okay, it's, the, not, it's not the minority. The rights of minors. He fought for the rights of minors. And I feel like we should honor all three together or none at all. Un because until everybody is free, no one is free. And until we honor all our heroes, nobody's a hero. Would anyone wear that t-shirt is the question. <laughs> Which t-shirt? With John Lewis, Jeffrey Epstein, Dan Hollander, all together. Three champions of rights. <laughs> His name is Roy Den Hollander, and it's the last time I correct you. I, th I would wear that shirt. I would wear that shirt on election night. Uh, uh, someone out there, please design the mock-up of that T-shirt, please, and tweet it out. What if Melatonin, what if Melatonin, who's a model, as you know, right. wore a bikini? With each of their face on the bottom and a face on each of the cups. <laughs> that would be great. Bingo. <laughs> oh. Den Hollander. On now you're right. calling him Den Hollander. 
Well, no, once I've established that it's Roy, I know RDH, RDH on the right breast because covering the right breast because he was men's rights. And actually, no, I changed that. John Lewis on the left breast, Jeff Epstein on the right breast, Den Hollander's face covering Melania's Wonderland because that's where the men's rights man would want to be that he would want to control that the most so bikini those can be caught i think those can be bought at the trump store the three the three champions of rights bikinis i think men might want them too so i think you'd have to have a a bikini and a t-shirt just for the gentleman well we'll see about that but we're gonna we're gonna see we're gonna have ivanka and melatonin model the bikinis and we'll see how those sell mr president the last thing i wanted to mention i'm sorry we're going a little long tonight but the last thing i wanted to mention was i heard your your beautiful wife melania is starting a garden uh, melania melatonin you call her melania Uh, your wife first lady it's been been a long day i don't okay I i don't know who that is well, she's revamping the White House garden. She's going to be planting and um, doing some gardening work. I didn't know she had a green thumb. Now, um, can you explain a little more about this? Because uh, this is news to me. I didn't know that she was a she's got a, the garden. Well, she's got a green thumb and a bleached asshole. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know if that goes together but it's definitely some information that uh every american now knows um now i didn't know that she was into planting flowers and taking care of the garden but i i is this news to you no it uh no it's it's you know i think it's good in two places because you know i often you know, when, when I was meeting our handler. <laughs> yes. She, she, had, she had a handler who you had to meet first, and then he turned her over to you? Okay. Did you know that – was this handler uh, a, a relative of hers? Was it a friend, or did he work for just a business in the handling business? No, he, he just worked he – he worked on the docks in Baltimore. So when they opened up the shipping container and all the – all the women popped out, right? Right. I, I said, oh, I think that's, I checked the photo and I said, I think that's mine. <laughs> I like that. It's like you shopped in a catalog first and then you got to make well, sure you the saw, merchandise you matches. Ta- Did you see the movie Taken? Yes, with, I have. It was, it was like that. Okay. That makes sense. You know, you go to a, you go to a, a private affair and you pick a, and then they've got to ship. They got to ship it because you can't be connect. You can't, you can't just get your mail order kidnapped bride just right there there's to be sort of separation no mm-hmm. and you know one of the terms we'd agreed to was that uh she wasn't afraid of uh you know going to brown town so i knew she was going to be into soil okay um you know so i knew she so she's very comfortable in the garden and i think it's also i think it's it's very important that you know people see that beautiful beautiful whites can do gardening. You know, this kid's growing up thinking only Michelle Obama can do gardening. And I thought, what about 
what about what do white girls growing up think? Like mm-hmm. I can't garden because only only the black first lady did it. So I felt like it was important, you know, for our patriot farmers and our, our patriot daughters of farmers to see that our beautiful first lady, you know, is not afraid to get into the dirt. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what she does with the garden. Hopefully she plants some beautiful flowers and really, you know, spices up the White House. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the garden. A real garden now. <laughs> no. Mr. President, thank you so much for covering all the topics this week. And I went a little long, but I just want to thank you again uh, for joining us uh, this week. For and a I would say, I would yes. say because, because I'm a strong Christian, I want to say in character that, uh, you know, if any of these cross the line uh, for people, I said it with great faith. A lot of the things I said on this episode were done with with great faith, okay? So don't feel bad because nobody's a better Christian than me. And all of these things were just very strong statements of Christian faith. Christian, strong Christian statements that are honest. And you, you're not, you don't want to lie. You're not a liar. I shall not bear false witness is something that is so important to me. Well... You have great values, Mr. President, and uh, thank you for joining us again. And uh, people at home, please, ratings and reviews. They've been so awesome. The kind words, really appreciate it. And if you can get them in, um, tell a friend on iTunes. Um, Thank you so much. And uh, the live uh, podcast episode will be at the Stress Factory, August 31st. Tickets will go on sale this week. We will tweet out all the information for you, 7.30. Um, it's going to be an awesome, crazy night. And uh, join the Patreon, patreon.com slash MPGA, uh, Perfect 10 video coming out this week. And we have the Rotten Oranges coming up for Ivanka level and up. And so that's patreon.com, MPGA. Follow us on social media at Trumpod, at JL Calvin, and at JNOG. Uh, thanks to betonline.ag once again. And if you are in the New York area also, every Friday night I produce and I will be on a sh- comedy show, The Laughing at the Bel Air Diner, 7 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. We have two shows every Friday night. If you're in Astoria, Queens, this week we have Rich Voss headlining. We have Mark Norman coming down next week. We have a awesome comics coming down every single week, so check that out. And, uh, and that's it for me, Mr. President. Thanks so much again, and uh, I will see you next week. Well, thank you. This was uh, a strong episode. Hey, everybody, it's JL. That got out of hand, didn't it? A little crazy. (laughs) Um, Yeah, if you're still listening to this, um, we've kept it pretty sane for a few weeks other than praising a mass uh, murderer. Uh, We've kept it pretty clean on certain fronts. So let's just say that the next few I'll keep in mind to not go so filthy. But hopefully some of you really enjoyed that because as horrible as I feel as a human being right now, the comedian in me feels like uh, I accomplished a lot with this episode. So thank you for listening. Um, uh, Just a couple of announcements that you may care about. Uh, I was on Adam Carolla's podcast. So by the time you hear this on Wednesday, if you're not a Patreon person, uh, it's Tuesday's episode of the Adam Carolla show. And I did a lot of Trump and it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. There was a lot of funny stuff in that episode. Um, And once again, same thing. I have a podcast, Righteous PK Podcast, uh, on iTunes and Podomatic, and two YouTube channels full of Trump and non-Trump content. There's youtube.com 
slash Trump the internet and youtube.com slash J-L-C-A-U-V-I-N. Oh, I am getting so tired of Trump, of doing Trump, of Trump, 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 Trump. But uh, yeah, let's, uh, we're going to, we're going to, as Lil Nas X said, we're going to ride till we can't ride no more. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. If it, if this one was a little too extreme, I get it. We, we vacillate some, some weeks are totally clean. Some are totally dirty. You never know what you're going to get. So if you didn't like this one as much as others, it'll be fine next week. And if you love this one, I can't promise you this level of filth, uh, (laughs) even on a monthly basis. I think this one went out of control. So thank you for listening and God help us all.